Arrgh, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Well, there's lots of you. We've had record numbers. I mean, we don't normally talk about this stuff, but it's been amazing. A massive jump the last few weeks. Uh, I can't really make any head nor sense of it because uh, there was two weeks of me and Matthew talking about festivals and going to the pub and then some Kerry holiday chat. So maybe, just maybe, do you guys think it's the uh, Chelsea plotline? Oh, I thought it was because I came back from holiday. Oh yeah, obviously that was the, the obviously yeah. the warmest bounce is a is a given. Oh, it's definitely that that was a bonanza week for the storyline, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you said as much, didn't you? Last week you were you were effusive in your praise of the Chelsea stuff. Yeah. Well, it's lucky we've had a bumper episode of the Archers this week as well, or a week of episodes because <laughs> they'll still be here. Is that dark sarcasm, Matthew? No, don't do dark sarcasm. <laughs> no no dark sarcasm it's in the classroom and i will be back in the classroom on monday uh, i wanted you know when you because you were in the uk again and honestly your where you have been looked beautiful how come you've had another holiday so soon i didn't understand that from school or is this still the summer holiday? Or Yeah, the kids don't come back till Monday. So I was just teaching adults and adult ah. groups and they're much easier to, to put on hold and rearrange. Right. Yeah, I was posting a, quite a bit on our Instagram account with posts from fake Ambridge, which a lot of people got in touch to say mm-hmm. they were enjoying with me pontificating mm-hmm. about what might happen that evening, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be back in, I'll be back at Christmas. So I'll post a few more then. Well, talking of Christmas, um, it's the season of rampant commerciality and advertising. So here we go. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't know what you two thought, but I was a bit disappointed with how hugely civilised um, all the three parties in the um, surprise baby storyline have been this week. Apart from the throwing up, yeah. Uh from Chelsea from Beth, sorry. Um didn't you think they all sort of thrashed it out rather nicely and neatly and calmly for youngsters? I was just a bit shocked that Ben just kept maniacally laughing all the time. <laughs> he was crying, Matthew. 
I know. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Sorry, Mr. Norris. It's just occasionally his cry sounds like a friend of mine's laughs who laughs quite maniacally with a big grin. And I just kept on picturing this person I know. I was like, this is very inappropriate, Ben. You know, when he broke the news to Josh, when, um, when Beth said it was going to be okay. Oh, it's a mess, isn't it? But not as messy as it could have been. And I'm with you, Kerry. It should be messier. Definitely. And and especially the scene with the hair cutting. That was very strange. Like, hello. Um, and Chelsea was was sort of going, go on, just say it. And she went, uh, can I have a haircut, please? Yeah. I mean, uh, am I wrong to think that Beth shouldn't have assumed that haircut was on the house? Because my richest farmer boyfriend has got you up the duff your mum's going to food banks and my dad's absolutely loaded as well so i assume this haircut is free no 17 pound 50 slag <laughs> i just really hoped that chelsea had sort of done it really badly <laughs> yeah do you want to have a look at the back oh chelsea you seem to have shaved slag into the back of my head <laughs> loser it was also a bit of a baby Hitler moment, which is, uh, you know, she had razor sharp scissors near Beth's throat and didn't mm. do the right thing. Newly oiled scissors. Exactly. You know, th- this was the chance to do a service for mankind. Or the uh, Gene Hackman in Mississippi Burning in the barbershop. Oh, what a film. We were having a mini film chat before where Kerry was pouring yet more piss and vinegar on Matthew and my uh, exquisite <laughs> taste in cinema. But yeah, I think Mississippi Burning's a cracker. Yeah, very good. I have seen that, and I agree that is a good one. Um, but with the, um, I did think because it's all going so smoothly. Obviously, we don't yet know what Chelsea's going to decide to do. So that's the next thing we're all waiting for, isn't it? Um, but let's assume that she does go ahead and have the baby. I was, I was thinking that maybe Ben and Beth, for some reason, won't be able to have children. Oh, are we then getting into some weird adoption storyline? Not necessarily, but friction that Ben does have a child, but it isn't with who he's with. Mm. It's with Chelsea over there on the village green every day in sight. There was one point when he was talking to Chelsea, he went, how did this even happen? I was like, you haven't got to that bit of your course yet, Ben, <laughs> for f- sake. There was quite a lot of... Uh... Talking of Ben's, you know, blind spots when it comes to being a nurse, there was quite a lot of uh, outrage at just how pompous he'd been in the past about mm. everyone else's health choices and the fact that I know he was drunk, but that he didn't, you know, put a Johnny yeah. on. I immediately described it on Twitter as a ravey pity, but then I realised that sounded like something Chris <laughs> Packham is watching in his bird box through binocular. <laughs> the ravey pity only comes to the Northern Hemisphere. For one or two months a year. Because <laughs> when he was going, oh, I've got to tell you something. I'm really, really sorry. When we broke up, I slept with someone. I was really d- drunk. I didn't even fancy her. I thought, you bastard. They keep stressing that, though. Chelsea stressed that as well, didn't she? Mm. She didn't fancy them. Quite a link between the two of them as well, because Ben's favourite dish is sausage and mash. And Chelsea <laughs> liked Ben's mashed sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Oh, You're that's so that. good. It did work, yeah, despite all the booze and stuff. Um, what, you mean people who are drunk and intoxicated can have sex, Kerry? Oh, they very definitely can. It's often better, isn't it, I think? Okay. 
Good to know. A bit less inhibited, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was about fit. That was I was just overwhelmed by kind of a, a mudslide of different <laughs> gags and inappropriate comments, and that's that all that stopped me from saying something dreadful. But <laughs> I've ticked all um, my boxes. I'm sure we've all had drunk, haven't we? No, 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 no. It's always, yeah. um, you know, hole in a sheet. Um, we read <laughs> the Bible before and afterwards. But I, I was quite irritated by all of this sort of uh, idea that Chelsea was, what was he called it, Matthew? A pity. Like, she's so much better than him. And let's just look at the way that she sort of like dealt with uh, Beth. Mm. Chelsea's, Chelsea is a an attractive person. I mean, obviously, we don't know what, he, what she looks like, but she's a, she's a very attractive person. The idea that Ben was the one doing her a favour is an absolute nonsense. Mm. And she yeah, because she said something like um to 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 uh, Beth that um you know even if I did like him he loves you. I thought oh that's telling because she's actually slightly mentioning that she probably does quite like him a little bit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, do you not think that it's the situation she's in? Probably the last thing she's thinking about is romance. Like you know, her her brain's just scrambled with all the other stuff that she's dealing with. You know, yeah, food banks, being pregnant. I like the way that there was that thing when she came. Beth came back from the bathroom and went, "We've had sex since we got back together." I was expecting Ben to go, "Have we?" <laughs> Don't remember that? Was it a rave? That was another pity fuck I'm regretting. <laughs> but there's, I like the way that Chelsea said, also, all of this kicked off in the first place. They broke up because Steph went in for the kill and kissed Ben. And Chelsea mm. seems that she went, she made the move first, didn't she? On Ben mm. at the rave, as she said to Beth. But I like the way she was just like, I just tried to take his mind off it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Job done. He then said, didn't he, in a very sensible way, that he'd got loads of tests done for STIs. Mm. Uh, and then she went, oh, were you never going to tell me? And he was, what's the, what's the point we'd split up? So she would never have known, would she, if there wasn't this pregnancy happening? She did toggle, didn't she, as well? Because she said, it's ancient history, before she knew who it was. Why are you telling me it's ancient history? Mm. And... Then um, I was expecting Ben to go, actually, it's not ancient history, Beth. It's actually 15 weeks, precisely. (laughs) Then then she got very upset. She thought it was her sister for a minute. And then she realised it was Chelsea. I mean, that would have been a big old mess. I think the the real shit hitting the fan we're waiting for here is Vince, the Vince, Elizabeth, Ruth, David, Jill axis. I think that's when the shit's going to hit the fan. Mm, mainly Vince. Because it was it was quite excruciating, wasn't it? Because he went round, obviously, to have a solar panel chat, <laughs> which yeah, turned as, into... As we yeah. predicted. Yep. Uh, and then, because Josh was going, yeah, I think it's a great idea to have more solar panels, Vince. And he went, oh, you're a good lad. Oh, and here's another good lad. And Ben walked in. And obviously he then gifted this huge holiday um, that he's thought about, you know, being at Christmas. He couldn't even get out of it by saying, oh, it's going to disrupt my college work. It's all right. It'll be Christmas. Um, And then Ruth was like, oh, God, I'd love to go back. I was thinking, all right, Ruth, are you going to end up going to New Zealand with Beth? 
Yeah, and they were also. It was about what he was going to buy Beth for her birthday as well, wasn't it? Because he's and that, mm. that's the difference between Vince and David, isn't it? You could see he was there saying, "Well, I've got our new headphones, perfume, and books." I was expecting David to walk in and go, "Have you considered an umbrella?" Oh, he's been gold this week in a really wrong way, David, hasn't he? With that whole um, Leonard Llewellyn Bowen scene of yeah. doing up doing up the house. Where she... Is that <laughs> yours, Kerry? Yeah. Your own creation, Le- yep. uh, Leonard. Oh, absolute class. Thank you. Very good. Oh, thanks, lads. Uh, <laughs> but David was just going, I wanted white or off-white. <laughs> That's as exciting as he got. And then when she brought the the other samples around, he was like, they're a bit loud, aren't they? Because they probably had a tiny pattern on. <laughs> it was some um, Leonard just, just can do everything, can't he? He was he was like, I'll I'll um I'll sketch a design, an interior design for you, as soon as I've got the chicken casserole on and negotiated peace in the Ukraine. And he's got a broom up his ass sweeping the kitchen floor. <laughs> I'll just set a world-beating lap time on the track. I'll come back. Um, I'll settle a couple of disputes down the pub, and then um, I'll come home and do a, you know, a piece of a professional decoration. On behalf of creative people everywhere, everywhere, it is one of the most infuriating things is hearing, you know, what you do for a living being sort of turned into a kind of a hobby. You know, like a, there's a difference between being a, you know, a musician and a musician, or doing a bit of design and being a designer. And yeah, anyway, I just I could just imagine all of the interior designers listening, just going, my God, oh my God, that's not what I do. I absolutely loved that, though, because, you know, nowadays you can actually there are little uh, there, are you know, you can go online, can't you, and put the colours on your walls and the fabrics and sort of. But he'd done these like rough sketches that somehow he knocked up in hours and had David and Ruth in raptures. But let's not forget, he said he could do oil paintings and he was lying about that. Yes, his bluebells looked like lampposts, didn't they? <laughs> so I'm really hoping this is a total f*** up. Or <laughs> he does it really well, but it costs 50 grand. He lied to Jill, didn't he, that he could paint? Yeah, that's didn't what I mean. He pass, yeah. yeah, he passed off some other works as his own or something and then he just did some pencil drawings yeah. and they were absolutely shocking. Is this the start of some kind of um, Leonard the Bullshitter plot then? Or or continuation of it? Well, I hope so. I was really hoping his chicken casserole was going to be really shit as well. <laughs> he got it out of the <laughs> oven and it was like, you know. Incidentally, his um, his love of Scandinavian interior design led to his nickname when with his colleagues. Do you know what it was? Leonard Scandnerd. God. God, that is terrible. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not as good as L- L- Leonard Llewellyn Bowen, is it? No, it's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> that is that is funny, though. I like that. You know, like Lionel Messi's never really performed for Argentina. Um, you know, uh, even even the greatest, you know, the greatest in any endeavour have their, their off days. Matthew's allowed a bad pun every now and again. Yeah, that was quite a shock, that one. Well, I No, I, I felt physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did think, actually, talking of physically sick, 
was for some reason, I know it's probably just because he's done this on telly, because he got so into this whole kind of Scandinavian vibe. When he was showing the sketches to David and Ruth, I just imagined he was entirely naked and no one wanted to mention because he has it to been, him. hasn't he? There's that that photo of him butt naked, isn't it? It was there? on Shameless, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a. You sent that to us on uh, WhatsApp, Matthew. Well, somebody yeah. sent it to me via our Facebook group. Um, they posted it first of all, and I think it got flagged for sensitive content. So they DM, they slid into my DMs with a naked mm. Leonard. I had this conversation with some gay friends last weekend where they wanted me to look at, uh, uh, you know, they, they just offered me the chance to look at a, a book of kind of penises of the world that they had knocking around. And I very Donald quite... Trump on the front cover. <laughs> like a mushroom, that one, isn't it? Um, but, and I just was, I was just like, well, no, it's not a, it's not a homophobic or a prudishness thing. It's just penises look horrible. You know, they're just really horrible things. I don't want anything, you know, like they're, I don't, you know, so this is no comment on Leonard, but the last thing I want to see in a WhatsApp uh, group chat is a flaccid penis or an erect one, in fact. Is this where Matthew proves us wrong in our WhatsApp group? He has a really <laughs> lovely penis and we just have to go, Do you know what, Matthew, that, that is, is that yours? It's absolutely exquisite. It took me a long time to get that pro account on Instagram. Do you think I'm going to throw it all away? <laughs> but you're right, though. Dick pics, unsolicited. All women on Twitter will know, and maybe some men too, that nobody wants an unsolicited dick pic. If they think you're going to get turned on by that, they are wrong. I was asked to send a dick pic once, and so I did, right? And uh, months later, I was on the bus cleaning up my phone, and it just suddenly flashed up on my screen. <laughs> I was cleaning up the pictures. But it was the 3.34 o'clock bus journey uh, home with all the kids on. I just got <laughs> laughed off the bus. I thought you were going to say months later I was on the cover of Hustler. <laughs> oh, were they laughing because it's really tiny? Oh, Kerry. No, I'm not gonna, if I'm going to send a pic, if I'm going to send a dick pic, I'm going to try and make it look as, you know, magnificent as possible, aren't I? So, you know, anyway, yeah. the point, they no, they laughed because I, because here was a, here was a, to them, ancient man flicking <laughs> through his phone and suddenly his phone was, you know, 100% cock. Oh. That's another thing about penises. They're very funny, aren't they? They're not, they're not just ugly, they're funny. There's a few of your exes listening there, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom lips trembling. Yeah. yeah, it really works for them when you burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway, we've digressed somewhat, haven't yeah. we? Who should, we've been talking about penises. Should we talk about... I was going to say Kenton, but I actually like him. Come on, there's there's a crossover there, isn't there? He is both a penis and likable. Yeah, he is the likable penis. <laughs> he is. I really do like him. This storyline. How are you feeling about the diary nonsense? Are you enjoying it? I did enjoy some of it. What did you think? They it, they went big enough that I was able to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Where they kind of it goes almost pantomime esque, and you just have a mm. choice. Do you lean into it and try and see the funny side of it, or do you get all pompous and indignant? And because it wasn't a a village play or similar, I was mm. able to kind of like you know find it quite funny. Also, Jolene and Kenton do a good double act. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? And Eddie was really good. I really was laughing and enjoying him uh, winding Kenton up. I was listening to that scene between him and Kenton when he feigned the tears 
Uh, I was on the plane coming back last night on my very, very delayed flight, and I just started chuckling away to myself. The people must have thought I was very, very strange. But it wasn't the first time he's had to fake that, isn't it? Do you remember when he had to pretend to be sad so he could muscle everyone out of the Flower and Produce show? And oh, then yeah. he, ro- he roped Oliver in, and Oliver was terrible at pretending to be sad yeah. down at the bull to try and get Kenton and Jolene to pull their hanging baskets. You okay, Oliver? Yes, I'm okay. Just a bit... <laughs> Sad, you know. <laughs> you don't look sad. Mm, yeah, I, d- I really enjoyed that. I don't like... It's a hateful thing to be doing as a prank, really. And it's all silly nonsense. But I have... I've rather enjoyed it. And Jolene's voice is brilliant. I love her. And Jolene and Lillian as a double act, pouring over the diary was fun. I did actually think, though, that, you know, when Kenton burst in and went, caught in the act... I thought he'd been writing it currently to lead them up the wrong path about the Clary stuff. That would have been really good. I know. I mean, it may come out that that is what he... Well, it's, no, it's too late now, isn't it? So what are they going to do with it, right? Because Clary's going to be absolutely furious when she finds out. And also you've got... This is all part of George the baddie, or is he? Is he going to be? It's it's basically Anakin's quite Skywalker, isn't he? Is he going to go to the dark side or not? Is he going to be like Joe, kind of like harmlessly, but sort mm. of illegally naughty, or is he going to go full kind of, um, you know, mm. Clive Horribin? So I, I, those are the two threads, aren't there? What is Clary going to do, and just how bad is George going to get? And also this thing with the the, the turkeys as well. How's that going to? I think the diary thing will be fine and they'll all go, ha, 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 isn't that funny? Because all that's happened so far is Eddie's got a few free beers out of it and he did say, I'll get Clary a few shifts, extra shifts. Did he say Clary? I thought they kept talking about Emma. Oh, was it Emma? Sorry. Yeah, because George kept saying my mum, didn't he? Emma's been out of it for so long. (laughs) <laughs> that I couldn't remember the connections. And I was like, hang on, Tracy works at the bell, at uh, the bull. But <laughs> this is all very strange. Yeah. I was, I was like, the scriptwriters have confused George with Brad. But no, it's just been so long that Emma hasn't been in it. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I got confused there. But with the turkey thing, um, I mean, it's it's proper old school Grundyisms, isn't it, that are going on? And even Clary was saying, "Oh, this reminds me of when you and Joe used to sort of, when you was had that look about you. I knew I had to be um, careful." But I think, do you think the the cheap turkeys that are five quid and would supposedly get them seventy five quid profit each? Are just going to give the whole flock bird flu, and then mm, everyone's everyone's suspecting that, isn't it? Because yeah, Josh was explaining, or Beth was talking to Josh about avian bird flu a couple of weeks mm. ago when he had their awkward kind of "Are we going to live together? Are we not going to live together?" chat. So I yeah, I think this is going. He's going to wipe. It's going to end up very mus- messy for them. I think they're going to wipe out all of their turkeys, and also. Uh, Kenton's going to end up barring them from the bull. <laughs> they won't be able to come in anymore. It's going to be an apps, and everyone connected to them will lose their jobs. It's going to be a massacre, I think. Mm, but it's so bloody obvious that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's too obvious. It's almost like wouldn't Eddie have the kind of wherewithal as someone who does this every Christmas to double check this kind of thing about where they're coming from? You would hope, wouldn't you? Also. 
they talked about leafleting, which is quite low key. It's just round your area. And then George went, no, let's put it on social media. And the minute social media is involved in broadcasting the fact that you've got some hooky turkeys. Yeah, he wants to make videos because Josh did egg cam, didn't he? When they had that really weird day <laughs> at, at Lower Loxley where they put and he arranged with Freddie to have a live camera filming chickens. Yeah, but he's actually allowed to sell the eggs. What I'm more worried about is, would you buy a turkey off the these lot? Um, probably not, no. <laughs> For 80 quid or whatever it is. I'm almost scared to make another gag now. I thought they could call their social media campaign Gobblebox. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, don't type that into Google, listeners. <laughs> I mean, we've all been in pubs when people have turned up selling meat. Right, and I'm always astonished. You know, you you must have experienced that where people turn up in the pub and they've just got like a big sort of a tray of meat, meat sort of thing. You no, know, yeah. a chiller bag with stolen meat in. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to buy that, that's I mean, you're asking for trouble. Eh? It's in that area, isn't it? It's mm. like no, 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 no. I mean, you know, there's there's savings and there's taking your life in your hands. Uh, I the thing that the so you were able to think about the plot and actually retain focus, which I admire, but. As soon as they said social media, I got absolutely furious because regardless of which scriptwriter, there seems to be this kind of idea that social media is this kind of get out of jail free card that can solve any plot hole. Mm. Like, oh, they'll put it on social media and suddenly 10,000. Okay, so we promote a silly little podcast, right? Mm. And we we send out some some content every week. You know, if if we lived in the Archers world, we'd have a listenership of about 50,000. What, don't we already? Sorry, we'd only have a listenership of about 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I spend all those hours on Twitter for nothing. Yeah, Terry, I'm not, I don't know how to break this tube. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pointless. <laughs> no, no, you're right, though. It's it's a massive sort of, um, it's a lazy thing, isn't it, that they do? It's like the cheese factory or whatever it is, where yeah. it's stupid Helen is. Um the minute they correct name from now on, that's it. For, we never. It's now uh, cider shed law. You're only allowed to say stupid Helen. <laughs> but yeah, they did just sort of go. Oh yes, we've put it on uh, social media. They always call it social media as well. You can call a wagon wheel a wagon wheel. What about calling it what it is? Social bloody media. No one says that, do they? <laughs> do you know? I mean, I might. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> did I miss? Did I miss some wagon wheel chat? I, I I went out there for a second uh, on my audio. We can have some wagon wheel chat. Wagon wheel, wagon wheel is the was the first time I ever noticed shrinkflation. Well, they ah. mentioned that tonight, didn't they? Yeah. Or no, not on tonight, but they mentioned it on Sunday. Monday, I think was no Sunday. Yeah, where he said it was a treat to eat wagon wheels, and him and Shula used to go other round to other people's houses. Um, but they were probably eating actual wagon wheels off wagons at Jill's <laughs> place. Yeah, I lo- I did like that detail where they went, um, oh, who was it who said, oh, I can't imagine you, Jill, buying wagon wheels. And Kenton, like you've just said about going around to other people's houses, where people bought things from shops. Yeah, it's Kenton revealing himself to be a, a socialist, Comrade Kenton, wasn't he? And oh, he I like he, does, he, he doesn't get hot and bothered about politics, music or art mm. anymore. What was the last time Kenton engaged with music when he tested the speakers in the bull and played music really, really loud? Do you remember what he was playing? It's incredibly oh, nerdy. 
Oh no, I can't remember. It was very bizarre. I think he had he set up some decks, I think, and he started playing his old vinyl. And it was Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds. Oh, <laughs> to a pub. I think, well, David was certainly in there and he was like, can you turn it down, Kenton, please? I'm going to have to look that up on Spotify because that's going to be, because, you know, I'm always looking for stuff to work to. I reckon, I reckon that's if you're on a deadline, a bit of War of the Worlds would be absolutely fantastic. It is a good album, isn't it? With Richard Burton. Mm. speaking isn't it and they do a live production of it now don't they where there's a hologrammatic Richard Burton that speaks um, oh. a, few, a, friend, a few friends of mine in Ireland go to it every time it comes round the 19th century that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space welcome to the War of the Worlds podcast with Terry Warbis, Peter Fickling Matthew <laughs> But no, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to listening to that tomorrow. And Richard Burton, what a voice! That's the oh, voice. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Is I don't know about you two, but obviously we hear our voices more than most people do. In my head, I sound like maybe Barry White or Richard Burton. But I know what you all hear, and I'm sorry. It's a Joe Pasquale <laughs> <laughs> on helium. No, it oh, isn't. <laughs> Joe Pasquale on helium. Yeah. Only dogs would hear him, Kerry. It's not, Peter. You have a lovely voice. I've got a theory that Joe Pasquale is a nasty piece of work. I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I just get this Heaven feeling. see you in court. Imagine getting a telling off from him. <laughs> what? Or his bed, his pillow talk. Tell Joe you want it. Tell Joe you want it. Call me daddy. Yeah. I'm the, who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? I'm the daddy. I can't even, is that how he talks? He's, he's not northern, but I love it. Is he not a chuckle brother? Like, he's not like... he's not someone that has entered my consciousness we've had this conversation before i don't think i've i had thought about joe pasquale for at least 20 years until peter brought him up about six he's months obsessed ago. you're a, yeah yeah joe pasquale's living rent free in my mind hello you've joe. met you have met peter haven't you? you are we entirely sure he isn't joe pasquale he definitely well i don't know no, he's definitely not no no okay no. all right unless that was a wig and you were wearing you were on stilts or something I mean, you Possible. know, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd take Joe Pasquale's career. I think I'd give that a go. Light entertainer. I mean, God knows what he's doing now. But anyway. Um, That's what yeah, you I'm are sorry. now, love. <laughs> Light entertainer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. I mean, as I said, the podcast is doing very well. So, mm. you know. Might not after this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick pic <laughs> chat. Oh, the irony, the irony. Oh, wow. The one week we choose to crow is the same week we turn off all our lists. My terrible Leonard Mm. joke. (laughs) It was dreadful and you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It looks better on paper, I have to say. Yeah, I don't doubt doubt you, Matthew. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've actually, like, I'm looking looking down, as I sent the guys um, uh, pictures of my notes earlier on, so they they know the kind of... (sighs) He did not send us pictures of his dick, just so you know. (laughs) That's what I call my penis, my notes. Um, <laughs> and uh, the only thing mm. we have not covered is uh, Peggy's thoughtful and generous gift to her community. Ugh. Glad to hear there's some pushback from Alan. Oh, yes. I loved that at last. I thought Lillian was really well placed to be wittering on like a nutter about it, uh, trying to sell it to him. He was having yeah. none of it, was he? There was that bit where he he she brought up the 
the stained glass window that commemorates the struggle during the war. And Alan said, well, it's a bit different, isn't it? And I thought Lillian was going to say, like, well, have you been to Bridge Farm? <laughs> Is that why you were back from Portugal, to try and persuade your village to put up a geodesic dome in honour of the, the weirds, <laughs> like, you know, covering the whole cricket game? It's just the utter entitlement of it, isn't the mm. fact that they just assumed it was a given. And the, the other thing is, Lillian said that Peg is prepared to jump through hoops. So I presume that's how they're going to write her out. <laughs> but, but Lillian was perfect. They were very, very clever with placing her as the person who was showing the sketch. and going, look, here's Nova and there's Saren. It, the more she was describing it, the more ridiculous it sounded, even though we've heard all about it already before. Nova and Saren, and he went, who? It was that... You know, Tom and Natasha's twins and the two stars and the psalm quotation. We thought it would be best to keep it simple. Uh, I, that, I thought it was very clever to have her doing it. And then he sort of went, oh, there's also a question of where to put it. Well, she's already chosen. It's going to be over there near the font or something. I very rarely, sh and I know this is something that other people say, that they shout back at the radio. And I happen to be walking out mm. of Aldi tonight at the moment in with my with in my pods on when alan presented all these different ideas for how peggy might better use her money to help the community or the church and she went mm. no i'm afraid she sat on the window and i just went well go fuck yourself <laughs> as i was going down the steps they have been doing a lot of this uh sort of politics free but sort of social commentary stuff recently haven't they yeah which I, which I appreciate. Yeah, the juxtaposition of the haves and the have-nots and how yeah. obscene this all is. And if you happen to also note that those politics, the, the right people in the village align with one political party and the wrong people in the village happen to <laughs> align with another, that's between you and your observational skills. Mm. I, do, I do like the fact that, yeah, the food banks, uh, the fact that Alan's like, just a second, 50,000 quid or whatever it is could get us uh, three years of you know temp voluntary help and other kind of stuff yeah it's appalling isn't it yeah. how how will peggy react do you think she'll go oh yes i will give it all to you alan you do what the f you like with it <laughs> everyone has a price alan everyone has a price <laughs> <laughs> one good thing is that we got to hear from shula again because I assumed oh. Usha was talking about talking to God. <laughs> she were, there is someone you could talk to. <laughs> but it turned out to be Shula. And that was the only other time I yelled at the into the ether tonight, which was like, mm. I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm going to spare Peter the bleep. But mm. yeah, I yelled out when her voice came on. So well, don't came back and I'll, <laughs> absolutely. I'll take, I'll take your bleep, Matthew, and spend it. Thank you. What? <laughs> And that everything about that phone call was revolting, wasn't it? Obviously, it was. It involved her. That's never good. <laughs> then Alan sort of went, "Thank you, Shula. You've solved all my problems by saying something right obvious." You wittering on about yourself for thirty seconds has done me a right favour, <laughs> Shula. She's. I like the way she is assimilating though, Shula. She's got into the local deli delicacies in Sunderland because she said she feels like a headless chicken most of the time. <laughs> I was surprised they had phones there. Oh, um, <laughs> is this where I crowbar in my YI phone? 
Yeah, my iPhone. Yeah, my iPhone. I, I did also think because we we've we seem to be setting a, upsetting a lot of people from Sunderland oh, yeah. recently because we we do know the difference between the Geordies and the Mackhams. We just you know it's been a bit been a bit lazy a couple of times, haven't we? But I'm I'm going to do it again. Yeah. But this time we're going to assume that Shula doesn't know the difference, and she's going to set up a holistic centre for helping people with drug addiction in Sunderland, <laughs> and she's going to call it Why High Man. <laughs> You've redeemed yourself. Yeah, you see, that's the th- that's the thing. Class oh. uh, was it form is temporary, class is permanent. You know, well done, Matthew, for getting back on the horse. Oh, the horse. That's to- Torres in the new camp. That is. Yeah. It's horse heroin. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, I, I mean, this is a much longer conversation, but um, I am always fascinated. Well, you two told me off a few weeks ago when I was going on about why crystal meth was so popular in New Zealand. But I think it's very fascinating the why, why different drugs take take hold in different countries. Mm. But like, why is heroin so popular in the UK? And particularly Scotland. Anyway, that's uh, if anyone knows, mm. send us an email because I'd love to hear. Um, yeah, so should, that's uh, now that I've broken the whole thing down and ruined it, I might as well take the <laughs> take the opportunity to chuck an ad in. Oh, and uh, if you want to reward Matthew's terrible puns, my um, diversions, uh, or Kerry's uh, meat pie based lifestyle, then please feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. Um, there have been lots more generous people logging on there the last week or two, and we really appreciate it. So if you want to dodge the ads, that's where to go. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, guys, we've covered it all. I mean, I thought when I look, when Kerry sent we the haven't. list, haven't we? Oh. No. What have because we missed? We've Friday's episode, which is today. Yeah. Um, Jill with her sausage casserole. You're right. The sausage and mash. Oh, I see into the future. She sounds like Peggy now, doesn't she? Very frail. And I was thinking, God, if Ben says I've Chelsea and I'm having a baby. Over this sausage and mash, I thought she was just going to sort of fall down dead. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? I can see there's trouble, but there's always ups and downs in a relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got Chelsea up the duff, Nan. <laughs> Get the fuck out and give me that fucking pendant as well. Yeah, well, no, imagine that finding out that your, your, your best grandchild has a chance at, you know, upgrading to Chelsea. You can fuck <laughs> off. Give me that ring back. Yes. Ben, get Chelsea over now. Pronto. I still think it's absolutely mental that Jill gave Beth that pendant. Mm. Really weird. I did feel a little bit nauseous when um, Jill was sort of saying, and I've always thought you two might be soulmates. And I thought, this is too much. Uh, do you, I think. It was all a plot device, obviously, wasn't it? Because the pendant, this is a clanging thing. It was topaz, which is something to do with f- fidelity, isn't it? <clears throat> is it? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
So, but there's no way that Jill in real life would have given a girlfriend who hasn't been there that long a family heirloom, would they? Kerry, um, seeing as you've got a bit of a gemologist, whatever the correct word is, what is the um, precious stone most associated with soul-sucking boredom and and tedium? Coal. Coal, yeah, okay. So eventually a diamond, I guess. You know, under the excruciating pressure of Beth's uh, relentless um, tedium, I guess it could eventually compress into a diamond. I do know, I felt sad at the end of this week's where Beth and Ben were getting back together because mm. i thought oh no they are going to be the future that's exactly what i thought i was i, I had this moment where i was like this is not jill is jill is speaking on behalf of the uh script writing team the story editing team and saying mm. yeah we, we are rubber stamping this relationship and you know you now know that it, as with helen as with tom as with all the worst characters, Beth is going to be back four or five times a year for different plot lines. We're going to have to hear her first year being cajoled into a, a f-ing panto. We're going to have to hear <laughs> the. Um, we're going to have to hear her have a baby. We're going to have to. Oh, all of this stuff is. Oh, hey! I got it! I got it! Chelsea's going to play Mary in the Nativity, and Ben's going to be the innkeeper, and he's going to be right. It's a bit awkward, Mary. You are. Uh can't really let you in because my wife Beth doesn't want you in the house but the the shed out the back's free I wonder when the due date is it's definitely not Christmas is it it's uh, is she, she's 15 weeks or so isn't she yeah I bet they I bet they've planned this so that the baby is born at Easter or something first mm, of July was the rave wasn't it so yeah do the math August September October November December January February March April, March, April time. Mm. Something like that. Do you know what? The most ridiculous thing that happened this week in the Archers was that Eddie put a pie in and peeled some carrot. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie's a new man. Um, It would be remiss of me not to point out, because I do get a lot of messages on social media, and like I said, it peaked a bit this week when I was back in the UK. Uh, Kate got in touch to say that Two out of three of David and Ruth's kids have now had accidental pregnancies with people who they weren't romantically involved with. So are they Randy stupid or does that say something about David and Ruth's parenting? Yeah. Well, you know, um, you can be Randy and stupid. I mean, look at Boris Johnson. So, yeah. Yeah, true. So I wonder what will happen to the third of theirs. Josh. Hmm. He's going to get a chicken pregnant at some point, isn't he? Is he Randy? Is he stupid? Is he both? I think he's he's he's, uh, he's it's all about the money, isn't it? All about status. Mm. I like Josh. I'm just you know, I'm mm. I'm liking him recently. He used to get on my nerves, but recently I've I've started to like his character. I know Kerry, you like him. Yeah, I like Rex too. There are some there are some characters I like. <laughs> yeah, do you know do you know what? After we had our whole kind of Russ. Um, russ attack a couple of Mm. weeks ago i nearly sat down and wrote a list of characters i do want to hear from and characters i do do not want to hear from but Mm. i was kind of worried about what the results might be (laughs) so i didn't i like alistair i like jacob i'm trying to think of any women i like (laughs) chelsea chelsea Um, you don't like you don't like tracy or fallon jolene 
I did worry that whether whether it said something about me, whether I was sexist, the number of women I disliked in the archers. Mm. And then I was thinking, was it actually the sexism in the writing team? Mm. That the, the, the women are generally more annoying than the men mm. in the show. But then George, who else has recently turned up? George and a few other uh, of the male cast men, members have been incredibly irritating recently and made me feel a bit better about myself. That I wasn't just kind of relentlessly disliking the women. I think we all love Kate because she's so revolting. Yeah, she's amazing. That's a good character. Well, no, Chris, is, Chris is bloody annoying. That's it. Thank you. Chris was a Chris was oh. a, a guy that made me re- just feel like no, no, no. Since I've seen the actor, um, like running around naked, uh, not naked. What's it called? Wild swimming. In he's quite hot, naked. isn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't mess with him. He's got a big old six pack on. <laughs> and he's also in. He's also in the new Star Wars series, Andor. On Disney. Mm. Well, that's mm. good. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you won't have time for the um, the archers. Good on him, oh. um, Matthew. You were you said that people had been in touch. They were liking the stories on our Instagram, and our, you can follow our Instagram. And more and more, and people more and more people are doing it. We've got lots of love, stroke, hate, mainly love for our Chelsea growl on there, and <laughs> you can follow us at the Cider Shed Pod. And we also have a Facebook group called The Cider Shed Podcast. Lots of people popping up there with their uh, varying opinions, but it's a generally nice place. There are some Facebook groups regarding the archers, which are not nice places. Mm-hmm. Ours is. And Kerry, if people want to appreciate uh, Kerry's growler, uh, not Kerry's growler, Chelsea's growler, <laughs> or, your growler or your growler, anyone's growler. If anyone wants growler chat on Twitter, where do they go? Anyone can appreciate appreciate anyone's growler that is correct on twitter we're at the cider shed pod we've got 2571 followers as of today so forty-seven thousand, and we got on we have listeners yeah oh, keep up <laughs> <laughs> um those maths are worse than brad's <laughs> yeah and uh, we've had a new five-star review as well thank you kenny koala bear uh, brilliant podcast about the archers. Very relaxing listen, just like listening with your friends at the bull about the goings on of the week. Look forward to listening every week. We hear that a lot, don't we? That we sound like people you, in a pub. You, you're down the pub with. Funny that, isn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, some indeterminate point in the future, maybe us three will sit in sit in a pub and have a pint. Well, I yeah. gave up going to the pub at the same time as this podcast started pretty much so you know mm. this is as close as i get in any given week it is funny that the three of us have never met together have we no still no. i've met Kerry. Kerry's met peter but the three of us have never been in the same room um at a molecular level uh bits of kind of like matthew's dead skin or kind of like <laughs> might have been on a jumper you wore or something Kerry. a crumb um, of pork pie crust Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of chorizo <laughs> under my fingernails. Yeah, somehow, somehow. But that's that'd be about as close as Matthew and I have ever mm. got. It's going to be a beautiful moment, Matthew. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. You're looking forward to it. I'm. I. I can't wait for the pics that follow. Yeah, great to be handsome off in the flesh. Woo. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's come on and let's get the football chat out of the way. Oh, there's nothing to report because the games don't start again until tomorrow. So brilliant. Yeah, everything everything is as it is. There's a couple of stonking games tomorrow. You you should have had an invite, Matthew, from Hugh. Um, uh, well, oh, yeah. Hugh, Hugh can just invite himself as long as he has the password, the login and the password. He should just go straight in. 
I'll share it on the Facebook again. What and the Twitter? What the login is? I, as far as I know, as long as you already had an existing team that was registered at the start of the season, you can dip into any league with your current points total. But if you never registered a team, I think you're done. Mm. I don't think you can join. Is it attached in our podcast notes? That would be a good place. I, th- I thought mm. it was at some point. Because not everyone goes to Facebook. Yeah, mate, yeah. We'll put it in the podcast notes then because there is a password to join. I mean, so, but like I said, it's kind of that thing that you can't just build a team tomorrow and join. You already mm. had you already had to have a team registered at the start of the season. Otherwise, you'd otherwise you'd come in on zero points and give Peter a chance to not be bottom. Oh, please! If someone wants if someone wants my team, I will happily uh, reset the password and send it to you. Peter, who <laughs> Peter, who are West Ham playing tomorrow? Uh, I've no idea. My life, I don't have time for. Aren't that. they playing Wolves? Because there's talk of Diego Costa's going to play. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I. I gen- genuinely. Look, I. I. I before before um, life got complicated, I would be. Do you know what? What it was? So I used to go to the pub every and watch mm. watch football twice a week in the pub, and then now I just listen to the podcasts. I don't actually look ahead for any games anymore no i'm with you i I often listen to just the crazy phone-ins afterwards to hear people going nuts but i Um, bet you know who chelsea are playing tomorrow chelsea have got palace away haven't they yes yeah the bet there's a big match though as well it's manchester derby isn't it sunday uh tomorrow was it tomorrow i thought it was sunday no no the big match tomorrow (laughs) the saturday big match oh the north london derby yeah. Well, I did see a very sad. good quote from Amanda Breuer, who plays for Chelsea today, that said when Tottenham came in for him first, his parents said, Tottenham want you. And he said, who's Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And Liverpool Brighton as well tomorrow. Actually, didn't one of our patrons actually say, um, I just became a patron, you're slagging off Tottenham fans. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they... we'll never stop. We will never stop. You've done a bad thing supporting that shower shit team and you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> but I you know, I do have some friends that are Tottenham fans, I must say. No, you don't. Not real friends. Um anyway, uh guys, it's been <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got John Cooper, hello. I love you. You're a Spurs fan. Even though I'm an Arsenal fan, I still love you. I don't know what you just did is wrong, Kerry. Wrong it end. was it was Joe, wasn't it? Our patron who's a Spurs fan. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Spurs people, Spurs, Spurs people, Spurs fans can't be good, but it's just, you know, it's a it's a harder lift for them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're grim. Mm. Yeah. Well, but, um, to the rest of you non-Spurs fans, have a lovely week. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> as always. Um, to you, chicken-loving, white shirt-wearing dollops of shit. Um, you know, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Oh, I love everyone. Bye. Yeah, love in equal measure. Bye. Hang on.